everybody, welcome back to Cruise Control. It is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Welcome to Cruise Control, the home of entertainment news. I am your host, as always, Brian Cruz. Welcome back. Welcome back. And it's hump day. Yeah, hump day. Sabrina, welcome back to the program. How are you doing tonight? The lovely Miss Sabrina Vittori. Hi, I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Yeah, how was your day, Ben? Uh, pretty good, actually. Not not a bad day out here in uh, in Florida. Not too bad at all. Well, thank you for being here as always. And also joining us here on Cruise Control is Mr. Sean Sutherland. Sean, welcome back to the program. Wow. How are you doing? Wow, I'm so excited to be here. What is this, my third time? Three Pete? This is third wow. time. Yeah, this is third this time. Is, uh, that. The third amigo. <laughs> oh, wow. Haven't been canceled yet. So let's keep this going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to have you here. It's been fun talking to you on Cruise Control. And uh, it's just it's just great to talk to you because it's been like, again, so long to see you know i'm seeing three times in the in the past like few months here and it's like yeah. more than the past few years you know i'm which loving is, this it's just nice which is it's wild just, it's like riding a bicycle except you're sitting in front of a webcam uh you know it's a little <laughs> different but uh no i'm enjoying it it's 2023 right yeah. <laughs> well anyways we gotta get right into it so as always now it's time for some breaking news <laughs> All right, everybody, I want to jump right into it. And the very first thing I want to talk to very quickly off the top here is about the Flash movie. So the Flash movie is going to drop another trailer. That's right. The final trailer for the movie is coming out and it's coming out not too long. It's coming out in June. So the first trailer came out already. We saw a lot of Batman, a lot of Keaton. Well, this new one's coming out April 25th, 2023. So we're not that long away from this, everybody. They're going to drop this trailer. We're going to see some more. They had a little teaser for this. And of course, it was just like, you know, close up on Ezra Miller, close up on Ben Affleck, on Keaton. You know, it's like, zoo, 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 zoo. you know, it's just showing everybody close up on Supergirl. And it's like, it's cool. You know, I don't know what else they're going to show because the last trailer, it, it, it showed a lot. You know, it really did put a lot out there. So this one it could be cool i don't know i'm excited about this movie i know a lot of people have ups and downs about it but i don't know maybe it'll get me more jazz than i am i don't know if it can though at this point you know i i just i just don't i just don't know if it can i i, I know sean's super excited about this right sean how could you tell uh yeah no super excited for this one um you know i i, I am like you i'm wondering what else is there to spoil uh, in terms of this last trailer, um, you know, I follow Todd McFarlane and McFarlane Toys on Instagram, and he's been posting all the Flashline stuff. So I know the Batwings in there. I know the Batmobile, obviously. Uh, maybe we'll get final looks on there, or at least a better idea of how Batfleck and Bat Keaton are interacting, <laughs> if at all. Uh, I'm excited to see it, and yeah, you know, June can't come quick enough. So bring it uh, on. It's i know right i just i am so excited about it and it's like like what's gonna happen though i don't i don't know i don't know it's coming soon though and i i just i just the anticipation's out the roof for me i'm just excited to see keaton back in that bat suit right sabrina she's like yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not excited as either of you are for this but uh i i am going to go see it and i'm excited to see what they do with it i i actually think ezra miller plays a really good flash despite his issues and uh i love Michael Keaton as like the OG Batman on screen uh, with Tim Burton. So I'm feeling uh, very nostalgic about that. And and Ben Affleck is actually my favorite Batman of recent years. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm definitely not as jazzed as either of you two are. I, June can't come soon enough is not a statement that's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, Batflex there, Keaton's there. We got Ezra. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. We got Zod back. I'm excited about it. Something else coming back, though, too, is the rookie, everybody. So if you're a fan of the rookie, they have picked it up. ABC has renewed the rookie for a sixth season. That's right. The series will reach its 100th episode during this season. Nathan Fillion's oh, wow. coming back for this drama. I know, 100 episodes. It's been ranking number right. one on its Tuesday at 8 p.m.'s time slot uh, for adults 18 to 49. And the season three, or season five finale, I should say, is going to end on May 2nd. So ABC's been going back and forth about these renewals. It's been taking a while because, of course, they're cutting budget. There's the impending writer's strike. And, you know, just things aren't moving as fast because people are afraid of what's going to happen in Hollywood if it'll shut down. So this was something that was likely to happen, though. They've gone this long, 100 episodes. I mean, come on. You have to just pick it up, give it 100 at this point because a lot of shows don't get this. So it's fantastic for The Rookie if you're a fan of the show. The cast and the crew, too, of course, the jobs. It's amazing. Sabrina, what do you think about this? Are you excited? You excited about the rookie coming back, huh? Doing some more? Um, I, I don't watch the rookie, but I'm not surprised that it's getting renewed. Cop shows and lawyer shows seem to be like the most uh, steadfast uh, programming. Um, it's just, I mean, look how many seasons of Law and & Order and NCIS and CSI there are. So I'm not surprised at all. And I love Nathan Fillion. So good for them. Absolutely. Yeah, Nathan yeah. Fil- yeah Nathan give Fillion's him more so work. Cool. I mean, come on, who doesn't want to see Nathan Fillion back out there doing more things? Um, you know, like even the rookie spinoff is doing really well as well. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that and that franchise to continue. I don't watch it either, but, you know, I think, again, and, and Brian, you and I have talked before about this, like to even in this climate get to 100 episodes is, is good for is, is just great for entertainment in general. So, yeah, happy for him. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 amazing when that happens. And the spinoff, they haven't announced yet if that's coming back yet. And yet, we'll see. I mean, I I imagine it probably will, too. It's just one of those things ABC is just being very reluctant, as everybody is. You know, everyone's being reluctant about what they're going to pick up, what they're going to do. May 1st is coming very soon for this potential writer's strike. As we said on the show before, they've authorized the strike. So if they don't reach an agreement, strike's happening May 1st. But Hopefully not, but everybody, it's it's looking more likely, and that's going to affect TV across the board. But you know what? doesn't matter because the rookie's coming back. If you're a fan like GR is in the post, oh, yes, it's coming back. Well, as that's coming back, something that's going away, and, and I can't believe I'm saying this right now, is Netflix DVDs. Netflix Jesus. DVDs. One of our actual like, guests that come on quite a bit, Jacob Rowland, actually still does this. And I was shocked to hear this is still happening. But they're closing down their original DVD by mail process no just now. After 25 years of doing this, everybody, 25 years. And they're going to shift to a new uh, ad-supported plan. And they're going to put more effort into that and get rid of the DVDs. So those people are going to be re-pushed over to there and repurposed. And if you have this right now, the last discs are going to be mailed out September 29th, and you must have them back by October 27th. And then your last bill for this will be in August. So if you have this, I mean, it's fantastic. This started in uh, uh, 1998. It was 98. Reed Haskins and and Mark Rudolph started this. And they said, you know, they had a whole announcement about this. said, to everyone who added a DVD to their uh, queue or waited by a mailbox for that red envelope, we thank you. And this is the end of the season for DVDs at Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I was shocked it was still happening, right? Exactly. I, I, hard <laughs> to believe that it's still part of their business model. Um, but, you know, it's streaming and wireless capabilities or streaming capabilities in, in some parts of the rural U.S. are just not there yet. And, hey, 
post office is there and it works and why the hell not like i still got my copy of paul blart from netflix it's somewhere nice. around here i'm sure i'll need to return that um but, <laughs> i'll be looking know, for that now uh, you know who knows but <laughs> it, it's just amazing to me that they even still did it but it i think it makes sense it's just you know the, the technological gap and uh it, it exists and um yeah damn shame it's going away it's the end I, of an I era mean, was, end of an era it really is for netflix and the yeah. fact that this happened like it's been so long they've been doing this i'm just shocked that it actually went on this long that's why i said it's just it's just surprising to me but good for them that it still happened again for the people in rural areas like you're saying that just can't get these the streaming this way they were able to actually still get their dvds and 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 jacob one of our uh, guest hosts on here he was really excited about this when he told me about this not too long ago i was like you're still getting dvds that still happens and uh, i guarantee this is gonna bum him up big time big time right sabrina you know it's gonna bum him up big time yeah, when he said that, I honestly was shocked. I had no idea that it was still going on either. Like, it sounds like the most insane thing ever. But, like, I think the reason why they held on to it for so long is because that's how they started, you know? Yeah. So it was, like, yeah. uh, to their Hold roots, to like, the roots. that's how yeah. Netflix, like, became Netflix. So I think that they were holding out for that. But to me, like, I can't, I mean, I don't even have a DVD player anymore. Like, I, I just, I don't, I mean, I have a shit ton of DVDs, but I do not have a DVD player to play them on if I wanted to um so i just i it's just it's boggles my mind that people are still doing this although i am currently in florida as everyone knows um and I'm, i was at the gas station the other day uh and there is a red box there and someone came and returned a red box and got a red box and i was like what the fuck is happening like where am i right now did i travel back in time like i don't like so i, I mean, guess you know, to bit, each his own you know <laughs> well but i mean a red like a red like a funk i mean i've seen it there before but i saw someone come up to it and use it and i was like what is happening like there's like a well, the red box they're still everywhere though too like, I, oh yeah they're I, everywhere i, I got them here in baltimore there. i just didn't know people use them like i thought it was like a defunct like phone booth that you don't use with a quarter <laughs> to call someone anymore because you have a cell phone in your pocket you know what i mean <laughs> Nope, nope. It's still been happening. But Netflix, it's like now they're done with it. I mean, they've been moving this way for a long time. I imagine their library has probably gone down quite a bit. Or you know, maybe oh, it's yeah. been easier, easier to get those DVDs because no one's been renting them. So who knows? But are they going to charge people? They're probably going to start charging. Them. Like, you know what? You keep it. We'll, we'll just charge you five bucks for that DVD and call it a day. I don't know. But it's going to be done. Yeah, Apologies, Jacob. Occasionally. Hashtag yeah, awesome. I, it's been a hot minute since I've used one. It's been a hot minute, but you know, you know, goodbye to goodbye to DVDs, everybody. It's been it's been great. They've treated us well through the years, and it's been like like Sean was saying, it was Netflix's bread and butter for a long time. So you know what? They held on for you for as long as they can, and now it doesn't make sense, and it's going away. So it's been fun while it lasted. Something that's coming back, well, I should say someone who's coming back, is Michelle Yeoh to Star Trek, though. Michelle Yeoh is coming back to play her character, Emperor Philippa Georgia, uh, in the new Star Trek spinoff movie called Star Trek Section 31. Now, she, of course, was in Discovery, and they've been talking about doing this for a long time. They're going to do a series after the first uh, season of Discovery, between two and three at one point. I mean, they're going back and forth. It never happened. It never manifested. She appeared in the show multiple times as that character. So it was good for her that she's had this, and she loves the Star Trek universe. And now the fact that they're giving her own movie is a huge thing. Fans are going nuts online. And, and it's like, it's one of those things I'm like, 
It makes sense. She's a fantastic actor. She just won the Academy Award. It's one of those things they're probably like, let's let's give her her show back. Let's do it now. This is the best time for Paramount Plus to do this. Picard's ending. Star Trek Discovery's ending. I mean, you're, you're looking for new content in the Star Trek world, so why would you not greenlight this? But it's a movie only. It's not a series, but it's still a movie by CBS Studios coming out. It's going to start production later this year, coming out later. And it's going to be her joining a secret division of Starfleet tasked with protecting the United Federation of Planets and faces of the sins of their past. So, and she's beyond excited about this, she said. She's happy to go back to the Star Trek family and the role I've loved for so long. Section 31 has been near and dear to my heart since I began the journey of playing the character all the way back when the golden age of Star Trek launched. And she said, live long and prosper. She's excited to get back to this. So, honestly, I think that's, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. It makes sense. Again, like I said, you're banking off what's happening with her career right now too. She just won this award everywhere. She's everywhere. People are going crazy about everything, everywhere, all at once. Like user, put her in here, give her this opportunity. And like, it'll be great for the network probably. Sean, what do you think about this? You hear about this. Are you excited about it? Or do you know her character from before? And do you think it's a good opportunity for Paramount? I will be completely honest here. That is probably one of my biggest nerddom blind spots is Star Trek. It's not something that I ever really got into. Uh, you know, I don't have a Paramount Plus, sorry. Um, but I, I, I agree with you, right? I, I just think it's now is the time where you have these other established players that are ending. You want to roll up some new, uh, you know, some some new kind of spinoffs, some new shows, digging deep and putting it behind such a, a wonderful actress uh, someone with a very detailed uh, and great past for this character and a love for this character, there's still stories to be told. I mean, if we can get, you know, uh, all these series on Star Trek about, you know, even lower decks and strange worlds and all that kind of stuff, like, why the hell not? Give give her a damn movie. Uh, I, I, think it's a, I think it's great just showing just how flexible and malleable that whole IP is. Yeah, it's it it really is. And it and it just it just makes sense. It just makes sense. It's good business and it's great for her if she loves it. Like why would you not? And the fact that they've been talking about it for years and years, it's just like this is the time. Jump on it, you know? And, and it's okay if you have a little blind spot to the Star Trek world right there. It's fine. It's Thanks, it's totally Brian. fine. Thank you. They've been going They've been going nuts on Paramount plus the Star Trek world. They're going insane. Like like the Lower Decks one, they have like a Starfleet Academy coming out. They have, we're going to talk about in a second, some about, you know, Strange New Worlds, stuff about that. But, you know, Sabrina, I know you're not a big Star Trek person, but what do you think about mm -hmm. Michelle Yeoh going back to this character? I mean, I love Michelle Yeoh and I support her in anything that she does. Uh, Star Trek is super old and tired for me personally. Um, I never liked it in the first place and I certainly don't like the 375 remakes that they keep putting out there and cartoons and like, it's just like enough is enough for me personally. I think Picard's success has kind of skyrocketed into a new realm. And I think that they're trying to capitalize it the same way that Disney is trying to capitalize on Star Wars and they're going to make offshoots and re you know, I mean, like they're just, they're going to, they're going to do as much as they can in a short amount of time to capitalize on the success that Picard has in my personal opinion. And like I said, I love Michelle Yeoh. I'm super happy for her. If she's happy to re revisit this character, good for her, good for them. I, I'm just, unfortunately, Michelle, I love you, but I'm not going to watch this shit. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. She's fantastic in the role, though. He's, she's she's amazing in it. She really is. But she's great in everything she does, you know? But, you know, she's that's the thing. It's like, 
you're right. They're just going to be banking on this Picard. Like, I've been watching it. It's been great. If you love The Next Generation, it's an awesome yep. season this season. It really is. It's been spectacular across the board. And I feel like they're going to try to get them to come back to do more because it's so successful. Maybe just let it be, though. But, you know, that's what they're doing. They're, they're reaching into the bank. They're doing more. Just like Strange New Worlds is coming out, everybody, for the second season. And like we said before, they've already picked it up for a third season. And the second season hasn't even aired yet. Of course, it's airing not too long. It's airing in June 15th. And the first trailer came out. And honestly, I thought it was pretty cool. I love the the uh, the Postal Service doing such great heights, like playing that song during the trailer. I think it worked amazing for it. That's the and highlight this, of it all. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> that it was great. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> 20th anniversary awesome. right 20th anniversary yeah, yeah. uh yeah they're on they're yeah. on a tour to celebrate that and transatlanticism uh <laughs> so yeah so why the hell not use it in a trailer too <laughs> throw it in a star trek thing why not you'll get a lot sure. of viewers get them excited about them again if you haven't listened to them for a while be like oh oh that's right i love this and it's it's gonna be a lot of eyes on it too a lot of eyes watching that trailer today and people excited about it again because there's a lot of trekkies out there that just love this you know and I thought the trailer was great. Spock was awesome in it. I thought he did great with the Klingons. I thought it was just fun. The action was great. I mean, I think it's going to be fun. I, I like the first season, so I can't imagine it not being good. They have a lot of belief in this. They have that spinoff of Lower Decks coming out too, which is interesting because originally I thought it was going to be all like animation, but apparently it's going to be live action and animation. And Jonathan Franks is actually directing who is uh, who plays number one, who play you know, Riker in Star, in Star Trek. So he's directing it. So it'll be interesting to see how they do like live action and animation and make that work. Sabrina, you're not excited about this. I know you're not. You're just like whatever no. about Strange New World. So, but Strange New World, it's like it's coming out. Did you see, you see the trailer at all? Did you watch that or no? Uh, I did. I, I I really the the only thing I liked was uh, the the Postal Service song. But also, I would uh, speaking of that, um, Death Cab for Cuties. Ben Gibbard also did the main title uh, theme song for Shrinking. So, um, oh, love Shrinking. I feel yeah. like they're so they're good. really uh, yeah. coming into their they're they're making a comeback. I guess. Um, and yeah. I, I love them. I've always loved them. I love Death Cab. I love Postal Service, whatever. Um, super supportive of that. The show can kindly go fuck itself, but everything else is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Shrinking's right. awesome too, by the way. I'm happy it's coming back it for a second season. Show. It's oh, so man. good. Yeah. Harrison anyone Ford. who has not watched Shrinking needs to watch. It's like you could binge it in one night. It's that good. It's so good. I, yeah. Let let it let it go for a couple nights. Don't don't <laughs> blow through it because there's enough you in there. You could do it. You could, you could do if it. You one wanted. Night. You could binge anything. Well, not a night, a day, I guess. A day, fine. <laughs> but no, I I love shrinking. My wife and I watched it. We knocked out a couple episodes right at the beginning and then spaced it out over a couple weeks just because it was it was a fun, fresh take on a you know like a really serious topic. And Harrison Ford, yeah. who the hell knew? He he was Great. he was amazing in it. I I just had never seen him in that kind of role before no and uh, it was just really yeah exactly um so it was lovely to see that too and and, and having him say raw dogging how many times oh <laughs> yeah. like him, he him clearly doesn't raw... know what raw dogging means yes <laughs> like literally the like, whole what? cast is amazing like Who Kristen miller me? played the next door neighbor who was like super oh, annoying yeah. at first but then became one of my favorite characters jessica williams is amazing as gabby um uh luke tenney plays sean like the 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 uh patient who winds up moving into i mean i don't want to give anything away but they they are it's just such a great cast and a lot of people that you're not familiar with and they all turn in like stellar performances yeah 
across the board. It's a huge I'm sorry, win. I it really hijacked is. your uh, Star Trek. No, this is now right? a shrieking show. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, great. I mean, we haven't even mentioned Jason Siegel. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, I know. And Jason well, I mean, Siegel kills he's it. He's the staple of it. Like, obviously, you know, like, yeah. it's it's his show. You know like, he's I, I feel like yeah. I feel like everyone knows he's in it, and he's amazing. Yeah. Like, I was trying to, you know, bring the other people into it, but yeah, he's <laughs> he's spectacular. I love everything that he does, honestly. The, the, and there's the a moment from elsewhere. Great fucking show, also that he created and did. He's he's amazing. Very yeah, and there's a, and there's like a moment where he's just staring at some pictures. Not to, it's not a spoiler, but he's just staring at some pictures, and the, the, what he goes through emotionally on his face, everything. It's it just shows like his performance is just phenomenal in this too. So and the he's fact great. that he's such he's a good F. actor, yeah. but also oh a writer yeah. and uh, creator. Like it's, I mean, it's it's so impressive. He is just really a force to be reckoned with. Jason Siegel, friend yeah. of the show, Jason Siegel, friend of the show. But speaking of Star Trek. I also want to talk about, which is a spoof of Star Trek, is Galaxy Quest. So Galaxy Quest is moving forward for a new TV series. Okay, so it's been from, it's been a long time. The 1999 sci-fi classic came out quite a bit of time ago now. And they've been trying to do this for a long time. Look how hot Sigourney Weaver is in that picture. Oh yeah, she's super hot in it. Super hot. Get it, you know? But Paramount like, Plus is doing yes, this. Look at these. <laughs> <laughs> Paramount Plus is doing this. Now, it was supposed to happen. They've been trying to do this for like eight years now. Originally, it was going to be on Amazon, and, and Mark Johnson, who was the original producer, was involved, and the features writer, Robert Gordon, was there, the director, Dean Parrott, was there, and they, they had this sequel series that was a big continuation of the whole thing, but then Alan Rickman passed away, unfortunately, and once that happened, the whole thing just went downhill and just you know went into limbo for a long time, but now... Paramount's picking it up probably because of the whole Star Trek thing. They're like, oh, we got what else can we do with Star Trek? Well, this is kind of like Star Trek. So they're grabbing this on board. They're not saying really much details at this point, if it's going to be a continuation or whatnot. We're going to have to wait to see a little bit of time because this just came out. This is breaking news. And, uh, you know, Tim Allen's in this, Sigourney Weaver. I mean, Alan Rickman was, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell had a great cast. And I'm really excited because I thought it was really fun. I guess one of the scripts they had, though, at one point, Simon Pegg was writing, which I was like, that's pretty awesome. I would have loved to have seen that. But yeah, this is coming out. So Galaxy Quest, after all this time, 99 till now. Sabrina, are you excited about this at all? Do you think this is a good idea? Or do you think they should have left it back in 1999? <laughs> it depends. There's a lot of uh, factors, and so I can't really say. Um, I think the original material is amazing, and there's a huge cult following for it. And I think it could be very successful if it's done correctly. Um, if you bring in a whole new cast of people, I feel like it's not going to have as much allure. Um, if you can find some way to bring back the original cast and, you know, find a reason why Alan Rickman's not there and it's good writing, I think it could be great. It's it, There's just so many factors. It's hard to give you um, an honest opinion right now with knowing so little about it. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I'm pretty sure Tim Allen had previously gone on the record saying with Alan Rickman passing, there's no way that they would ever move forward with this uh, or do another show. And maybe Tim Allen needs the work too. I don't know. But like, uh, you know, with everything, every, everyone is getting, uh, to me, Galaxy Quest exists at a perfect time. It didn't need to be anything it wasn't. And yes, there's a lot of fanfare for it. Yes, there's a lot of like cult following, if you want to call it that. I, I kind of want to just leave this as it is, uh, you know, like I really enjoyed it for what it was. I don't need it to have a bunch of spinoffs. I don't need it to have a continuation. Like it existing, how it was, was fine for me. 
Um, again, I'm, I'm nervous they're not going to do it justice. Although, as you mentioned, you know, Simon Pegg in there, I think I saw Paul Shear's name attached to it. Too. Yeah, like, yeah. They got some heavy hitters. They have some some real comedic chop, you know, acting and writing there. Who's to say? I mean, I'll give it a shot. Um, but, I, you know, I think there's something nice about just letting it be what it was and, and kind of, you know, just letting letting dogs lie. Yeah, I mean, they're always looking for content that's been successful before. And so it's just like, and it wasn't huge the point when it came out, but it became a cult classic. And I guess the idea of doing it before with the whole cast makes sense, but now without Alan Rickman, and it just doesn't really work the same way where you're going to have him be passed away or you're going to do new, like experiencing a new cast. I'm not really sold on a new cast either. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting, but I, I still need to have more details with this. I'm not super excited about it yet right now, but maybe I will be. And Tim Allen, what you were saying, Sean, maybe he needs to work. Well, he's he went back to do a Santa Claus show. Now he's got a yeah, second got season renewed. of the Santa Clauses. You know what I mean? So he's doing the second season of that. So he's reaching into his past and looking for whatever he can grab onto to make some money. So, you know what? You can't blame the guy if it was successful and it, and it did well. Santa Claus hey, did well on, on, on Disney Plus. So Michigan's own, you know, gotta support the home team. Yeah, Why yeah, not? Yeah, 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 do it, right? Michigander, man. Michigander. Well, <laughs> talking about support, there's not a lot of support for this man right now, Jonathan Majors. So Jonathan Majors, everybody. I want to get into this for a second because a lot of news came out here the past couple days with Jonathan Majors. So before his PR actual manager dropped him, his old PR team dropped him, and now his managing company. Uh, Entertainment 360 just dropped him too because of what happened with the allegations of you know abuse of violence against his girlfriend or his friend. They still haven't really put that to bed. I think it's his girlfriend. It's definitely his and girlfriend. It, yeah, I know, but there's still going back and forth about it. But it's definitely yeah, you know, in the March, you know, March 25th he was arrested and all this went down. They said all this evidence has come out. They're gonna be like supporting that he was innocent. Nothing happened. The text messages came out. We talked about that. How they kind of seemed a little. We're not really sure about, you know, he's going to actually appear before a judge on May 8th. But on top of that, too, it's not just like his managing company, and his PR team dropping him. On top of that, he was dropped from starring and executive producing a, a, a movie called Man in My Basement with Willem Dafoe. He was cut from the Texas Rangers MLB ad campaign that was going to debut on Friday. He's no longer in consideration to star in an Otis Redding project, but he was attached to. And also he was attached to play Dennis Rodman in a biopic. And he was dropped from that too. And they're looking for new people on top of that. And it's like that. And then there's also like, he was supposed to go to like a, a Met Gala and they asked him not to come and they mutually decide for him not to go. So the fact is like everyone is really just pushing themselves away from the man right now. And it's like, what's going to happen? My question for us today is, is can he come back from this regardless if he's proven innocent can he come back from this after everyone's dropping him like flies and you know willie morris endeavor is still representing him but will they drop him soon that's the question what do you think sean you've been here to talk about this what do you think about this whole situation with kane the conqueror <laughs> yeah you just gotta <laughs> throw it back into marvel and remind me there. <laughs> I, um, I, I have to it's a cons you know obviously there's a still a lot of information unknown about this whole situation um, you know, I, I don't want to speak out of turn here, but I do feel like that they're what I, what I've read and what I've seen, it's just, we're not obviously getting the whole story yet. And I think people are cautiously, obviously don't want to invest too much because he has been such this meteoric rise in the last couple of years. I mean, the, the, the big things that he did with Creed three and, and then, and right, right back to back with Ant-Man and the Wasp and then his whole plan. I mean, there's an entire season of Loki two shot with him anyway, like, mm -hmm. 
what are you going to do with that? Um, it's tough. It's a really tough situation. Uh, I, w- I would, I really enjoyed him as an actor. I would love to continue to support him, but obviously I can't do that if, if uh, allegations are true and, and what happened happened. Um, that's just the way, the way it goes, unfortunately. Yeah, and then people like, you know what, the Marvel thing, they haven't waited on it yet, and that's been kind of kind of like this right now because, you know, Deadline's saying that they haven't discussed it at all, but I've I've heard from multiple other sources that they've had conversations about it because they have to start thinking about that, you know? Yeah. End of the day, like, he's a big part of this new phase of MCU, so it's like, what do you do? I, I mean, I just say, if you're going to recast him, get Denzel Washington. That's what I say. Get Denzel in there. Make Kang a little bit older. <laughs> Denzel could know. do a hell of a job as a Kang, I'm sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. I think so, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just interesting. Uh, and then, chat, they know Jake. Uh, uh, Justin Justin Rowland was acquitted, acquitted. Oh, yeah, you never you never know. You know, the thing is, like, you never know what's going to happen. And maybe he'll be acquitted and everything will be fine. And, and he'll, everything will be fine. Marvel's not going to jump the gun on this. A lot of people aren't. Of course, this PR team, they were saying, like, you know, it's a it's well, like a breach of trust with them, yeah. you know. So they need to know everything up front. And they didn't know it. So that's not good. I think I think Marvel is playing this slowly because of how they handled James Gunn's controversy, um, you know, uh, and how they kind of jumped the gun. Uh, James Gunn oh, jumped yeah. the gun. You know, like like I think I think that's also making them a little cautious. And he is a huge part of the next huge four years at least of Marvel content. The whole cinematic universe kind of revolves around Jonathan Majors Kang and. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's they've yeah. made the investment there. It's it's going to be hard to see what happens. But it's going to re- it's, it's a tough call and you don't want to do like jumping into it fast, you know? Good point with gun. Yeah, yeah, you, you just don't want to jump on it too fast. That's the thing. Sabrina, you, you you know, we've been talking about this before. What do you think? Do you think that, you know, William Morris Endeavor's going to drop him? Do you think he's going to stay king after all this? Like people are already dropping him or do you think they're going to wait? I mean, I don't know. Honestly, it's the it's kind of the world we live in when you're in the public eye like that, that people are going to react this way to something uh, of this magnitude. And I'm obviously don't know whether he's innocent or guilty. Only he and that woman knows. Um, But I mean, it just it just doesn't look good for somebody like, you know, representing a brand. And as an actor, you are your brand. But I mean, like Valentino being like, you're not going to come to the Met Gala and, you know, like any ad campaigns that he was doing, you know, with the NFL or um, MLB or a, the Army whatever. one, too, or the, the Army. Was. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, yeah. He was a big, big part of this new uh, army. They drop that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you. You don't want somebody in question whether he is innocent or guilty representing your brand until that's all figured out. So that you know, makes sense. People are protecting their brand, you know, but uh, at the same time, he is his brand. So I don't know how it's going to turn out. If I mean, honestly, if I'm if I'm being perfectly honest, the text that the lawyer released that would exonerate him, quote unquote, really made him seem more guilty, in my opinion. Um, I am not a jury of his peers. I am not in that courtroom. I have no idea what happened. Um, And until it's worked out, I think things will be very simmered down for him. Um, if he is exonerated, I'm sure things will pick back up. I, I don't think that uh, Marvel is going to uh, rush to recast him. I think they're going to play this out because, like Sean said, they have uh, completed a whole other season of Loki. They set him up to be King the Conqueror in, you know, several other movies. Like, that's pretty much like their whole phase is, it's a lot. you know, centered around King. Yeah. So 
Um, if I'm being perfectly honest, uh, I, I vote for Denzel. Um, I, I like him as King. I, I just feel like he's young and I feel like he's very William Shatnery about it. Like all of his dialogue is very like, he'll say a couple words and then take a long pause and then say a couple more words, which, you know, works for the Shat, but I don't know if it works for the majors. I'm just saying. Um, so I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Uh, if he didn't do it, I'm very sorry that all of this is happening to him. Yeah, um, yeah, know, me it's too. Like an Amanda Heard type situation because she should definitely rot in hell. Um, that that's awful, and I hope that he, you know, makes a extreme, wonderful, fucking successful comeback. But from the way things look and the information um, that is available, it to me it, it looks like it's probably skewing. in, unfortunately, yes, the shot. The chat, as in Shatner. The chat. Um, also, yeah, the chat said too that I don't think the MCU fans would be too upset about recasting him. Like they'll get over it. Yeah. I mean, it's still early. I mean, day, but it's still, still content. Yeah. Yeah, it's still content. You know, and it's the multiverse, so you could still be like, well, it's a different version of him. You know, they've done that with yeah, but the they Spider-Man showed too. at the end of Ant Man, they showed three hundred and seventy-five kings, they did, they, and they all they had shit the bed. That. So that's that, kind of shit in the bed. Little... You know? That's gonna be yeah. Somebody that's gonna be the one touching that and making three hundred and seventy five Denzel Washingtons. Uh, that's, gonna, that's gonna take a long time. I'm okay. into it though. Mm-hmm. All I right. am into mm-hmm. it. Yep. Yep. Okay. I can see. <laughs> oh, you want to get out of this quantum realm? Oh, oh, oh you do. You, you want to get in here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Come on. Come on. Come on, Ant Man. Come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it. That'd be awesome. I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, though, it's just like. If you know if he did do this, if the allegations are correct, then yes, you have to take these measures. People are jumping on it. People jump on it right away. Once something happens, and the and the public opinion, the eye of the public opinion, people are gonna still think he's guilty, regardless if he's innocent now. Unfortunately, that's the world we live in right now. And it's probably gonna affect his whole career, I think, regardless of the fact, just because of it's it's tough to come back from something like this. I hope if he didn't do it, then he can and that it won't I mean, affect honestly, his career because he like- was soaring, you know, he was soaring right now. So if that would really the suck. Way that it those really text suck. Messages bad. read. I doubt that this woman is going to press charges anyway. So he's probably going to be exonerated in some way, shape, or form, whether he's guilty or not, which is also oh. unfortunate. But it's also yeah, going well. to be a, a campaign of rebuilding the public's trust. Rebuilding, For sure. Yes. You know, and it, it, regardless of what happens, it's not going to be the same that he was, and he's going to have to fight like hell to get back. So. It's true. Yeah. Well, somebody else that's, else that's fighting like hell right now is Carol Danvers in the new Marvels trailer. So Carol oh, Danvers God. is back, Brie Larson's back, and the Marvels is coming out, everybody. Of course, the trailer came out. We haven't had a chance to talk about it yet. We've had so much going on Ugh. with the news. So finally get a chance to talk about the Marvels trailer. And Sabrina's super excited about it. Sabrina She's been just biting at yeah. the bit for this. Yeah. But Carol Danvers, Monica Rambeau. I hate this uh, bitch. <laughs> Kamala Khan. I mean, you have, I mean, honestly, all three of them together. And I will say this about the trailer. I think Intergalactic nope, was great nope, choice. Nope, nope. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you sideways, bro. That is my line. I love the Beastie Boys. You don't even barely know who the Beastie Boys are. I, How I, fucking I said dare it too. you say that's I said the best it before, part of the too. trailer? Nope. I, I, my no, fucking dick, bro. I didn't nope, say it wasn't nope, the I didn't nope, say it was the best nope, part. I said nope. I thought it was good. You're done. You're done. You're done. I thought that it was me, good, I that said. That's all me. There's a trailer. It's Beastie Boys Intergalactic. (laughs) You cannot steal my shit, bro. You already stole my postal service. I'm not letting you do it again. Before I say anything, Sabrina, get in there. What do you think about this trailer? Are you super excited about the Marvels? Do you think this is the best thing to come? The only thing I was excited about was the greatest song. Like, I mean, for this stupid shithole movie, the only thing that was exciting about that trailer was the Beastie Boys. 
by the way, okay? Mike D at Rock and MCA. That is what I have to say about that trailer. These three bitches can go fuck themselves. Brie Larson is a horrible <laughs> human being. I hope she rots in hell. Um, the other two girls I really don't have any problems with. Like, they're fine. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. But here, the girl who's on screen right now is a horrible human being. She's very upset that she has to share the spotlight with anybody, which is so ridiculous. Um, you're an actor and like, there's a thing called an ensemble. Can Sabrina tell us how she really feels? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard. Um, but Brian <laughs> stole my line, so I'm a little bit upset at him too. Anyway, this trailer looks like a piece of shit. She was barely in it, which I'm super happy for actually. It looks like um, the, uh, what, what's the one from WandaVision? What's her name? What's her real name? Oh, um, uh, Tayona, Tayona, uh, Tayona, Tayona. Yeah. Well, uh, but thank you for, thank you for Rambo. pronouncing that very weirdly. Yeah. Okay. Her, <laughs> she, she looked like the star in the trailer. So, um, I'm super psyched for that. I will not I, go see it cause I'm like giving Brie Larson a penny. Um, but I'm, I'm super psyched that she was backstage in the trailer. Cause I'm sure she's crying up at night every single evening, uh, while she's trying to fucking do like some curls or something. I'm not the star of my own movie. Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> so Sabrina is not excited about this at all across the board. No, and I won't watch it. It can go fuck itself. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> Sean, how do you feel about this trailer? Are you are you do you feel as passionate as Sabrina does about it, or do you do you see some good in here? What do you think? You know, I I wouldn't say I'm as passionate about uh, this movie as Sabrina. It feels like Sabrina has carved out that niche for herself, and that's fine. Um, I will say I'm excited for it just because, again, more Marvel content is A-OK in my book. I really enjoyed Miss Marvel. And hold on a a second. I did. Uh, I really enjoyed Miss Marvel. I really enjoyed Miss Marvel. I enjoyed WandaVision. I'm excited to see how these two characters kind of make the leap from. Oh, wait, wait. Miss Marvel is the one on Disney? Yes. Well, they're both okay, on not Disney the... Plus. Yeah. No, no, I mean like the like it's like Disney TV. Like you don't mean the first Marvel movie with Brie Larson, right? What's, Correct. What was that called? No, no, no. That was Captain Marvel. Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm excited to see that. This is again, we haven't had any. This might be the first. I, I could be wrong here. A blending of the TV MCU with the cinematic MCU. Um, I'm excited to see that. I'm excited to see Daredevil. where they take the story. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's fair. That's a good one. You got me on that one, Sabrina. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. yep. Love you. <laughs> that's, that's fine. <laughs> but no, I, again, I I was excited for it. I liked the trailer. I thought it was a playful kind of like just uh you know showcasing what exactly is going on and and trying to set some new rules that we haven't seen before. And yeah, I I, I don't think enough is really shown in the trailer that gives me a full sense of what the movie is going to be about um just yet but i'm excited for it you know i I liked the first captain marvel sorry sabrina uh again but okay everything else about this movie is is telling me that's gonna be great so i'm I'm looking forward to it yeah i i'm i'm excited to see i I mean like that honestly the trailer i'm always excited about marvel stuff i know i'm not as fired up as i could be about it but i think that the switching stuff worked really well i think it was actually fun to see them like use their power and they switch and they use their power and they switch that was fun and i I really like I really like the, the cast besides, I mean, I think they'll be, I mean, of course you're sharing the spotlight. It's not really Captain Marvel 2. It's it's a different kind of thing, even though Brie Larson, it, there were those rumors online saying she was super upset because she's not the focus of it and it's not 
per movie. But it, I mean, like, come on, it's this is this is a natural way to progress with this. So for me, I was like, I think it works. And like, like Sabrina said, the Beastie Boys, I love the Beastie Boys in this too. I think it looked really great. I think it worked really well in this intergalactic. You know, it's perfect. And I just think that you know, as they develop it, I think that it's. It's it's a good it's a good idea. I think so. I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, they had, again, they, like you were saying, they didn't really show much. They haven't showed the villains villains at all. Yep. They, I mean, they showed like one like quick little clip of the villain, and that was about it. Besides that, it's really been focusing like how the switching works and the power works, yeah. and how they go back and forth. You know, which which makes sense to kind of broadcast that and push that because that's part of the selling part of it. You know. So I think I think it was just a nice way to kind of show the interplay that this is a connected universe. You're going to see these characters interacting with each other. And it's also that baton passing from who was, you know, originally in the Avengers or, or who was originally kind of the, the main stars, of the MCU passing it on to the new talent and the younger talent and the younger heroes. I think it's cool. I think it's good to show that, you know, they're, they've thought out where things are going to go. And um, I'm excited to see where it happens. Yeah, and Iman Vellani is actually really good in this trailer too. From the from Miss um, Marvel, she's actually really good, and it's fun to see her switching back and forth too. Probably one of the best parts of the trailer, I would actually say. I think. And yeah, uh, I would it was be also... really excited if Brie Larson gets fired after this experience. That's what makes me <laughs> excited. <laughs> you never know. You never know. You really don't. You just don't. They did switch the villain. The villain actually, uh, Zoe Ashton is playing the villain, but it was actually uh, a male character before. So they did a gender switch for this. Uh, Dar Ben was the character named the General of the Cree, and they switched it to a female role for the movie, which is not a big deal, you know, not at all. So it's, they it works well. So. Dude, who doesn't want to watch three bitches kick a guy's ass? I mean, come on, what the that, fuck is wrong with you? Why would you make it? That's a, girl? a good point. That's a good apparently, point. Apparently, it's not believable. I, I <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh shit! Just because I hate Brie Larson doesn't mean I hate women. So you can take that shove it up your ass, Sean. <laughs> it was an easy joke. I took it. I'm sorry. It was an I easy. I did. Joke. I set it up for you. You spiked it home. You're good. Thank you. But the Marvels is coming, everybody. If you like it, you hate it. If you hate it, like Sabrina. If you like it, like Sean. It's it's the world we live in. You know, it's going to be exciting to see another movie from Marvel, and hopefully, it turns out well for them. It might not. You never know. And it's going to be people are being mixed on everything. It's just there's a lot of mixed on actual trailer. People are like disliking it. People hating it too. So there's been a little bit of backlash already. In the first one, the Captain Marvel movie actually did pretty well. So and Miss Marvel did pretty well too. So you think that combining them will work out? But you never know. You just don't. But anyways, everybody, as always, now it's time for our featured story of the night. All right. We're going to dive in for the uh, last time this season talking about The Mandalorian. That's right. The Mandalorian, the last episode came out, the series or the season finale, episode eight, The Return. Now, for me, it's like we've been waiting and waiting for this big battle, of course. Everyone's been thinking about Mandalore. Oh, before I, before I get in there, I just want to say, everybody, in case you're wondering, spoiler alert, just so everybody knows, spoiler alert. I know. I, and my Siri watch did not like that either. She went nuts on it. So spoiler Dude, alert right away. Fuck. So, Sabrina didn't like that either. I think, though, overall, that they actually ended on a very good note here. I think it was a lot of fun. The battle was great. The Mandalorians flying was a lot of fun. Like, that battle flying in the sky like that, seeing the Mandalorians with the, flying in with the, with the Darksaber like that, you know? Coming in there and kicking ass. Like, that was 
It was a great battle. And all leading up for Moff Gideon to the whole fight between Moff Gideon and Bo-Katan and having Grogu actually use the Force again and kicking some ass too. I was waiting for that. And I think that was that was really well done. The back and forth between the both battles, Bo-Katan coming in there. I think they did a great job wrapping it all up and getting back to Mandalore and conquering it again and taking down Moff Gideon. But is Moff Gideon actually dead? That's the question. We had these tubes full of clones. Has he cloned himself someplace else? Do we do we want him even to come back anymore? Honestly, I think the season would have been better to have him throughout the whole thing as opposed to just sticking me at the end and being like that, like, oh, well, we got Moff Gideon again, because that's what it feels like, because they've done that the first two seasons, too, where he kind of pops in, and then it's a battle at the end. Well, I they had the essence of Moff Gideon. Exactly. Yeah. It was the, the over-looming specter that he was there. His presence mm-hmm. was somewhere in the universe, you know, behind the strings of, of you know, the puppets or whatever. Like, he, he it wasn't that he, he, we just didn't see Giancarlo Esposito that much. That's all. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was great, though. Yeah. And, and they, they've done yeah. synthesizer on his voice, made him very much oh, like, like Darth Vader a little bit, too. And his, you know, as he was more robotic, yeah. too, it was almost like he was. I go back to, because I'm from when I was a kid, a Gizmo Duck. He reminded me of Gizmo Duck a little bit from DuckTales. Sure. I can see a Gizmo <laughs> but, Duck. Yeah. I can't. I cannot right now. <laughs> Sabrina's like, no, don't, don't say that. But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, people are going online about there's no spies. There's no spies. I'm expecting the armor to be a spy. But. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't really didn't need a spy. I think it just was like naturally. This is where you're gonna go. You have the big battle, and it was great. They killed the dark saber, which blew my mind a little bit. But yeah, I didn't like that. that. Blew my mind. It was the ma- but it was the major character death, right? Aside from past it, oh, you right. in the last episode, you expected there. It, there was all these kind of you. You expect the stakes to be so high that a major character is gonna be out. You know, there's all these rumors about Pedro Pascal leaving the show after this season, like. He could have been gone. And, like, honestly, if this is all we got in four seasons and this is how it wrapped, I'd be pretty happy with it. I'm excited to see that them going back to their bounty huntering roots. It's it's just, it's it's great. It's great television. It's it's a good show that, you know, there, there was high enough stakes. And, yeah, the major character death was the Darksaber after all that. Yeah, right? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> but I mean, it was good. Like Paz too, like when he died, it was such a it was such a moment last episode. It was such a huge moment. And this you didn't really need it. Like, I mean, you kill Moff, now you're killing the villain. And as as Mando was saying, like, we have to end this now. So hopefully the idea is that, you know, he's he's done now. This is it. You know, we don't need to keep kicking the bucket with this. We got Thrawn coming in, so maybe he's gonna be the bad next time. Maybe he'll have his presence known in the Mandalorian world, hopefully. Sabrina, let me let me let me get you taking this. What do you think about this episode, and are you happy with how it ended and this season went? Um, I shockingly, the bitch that I am, enjoyed the season a lot. I know a lot of people did not, um, and they're upset about it, but I think it was a lot of Grogu, which I am obsessed with. Um, and I think that Bo-Katan fucking killed it. Katie Sackhoff is a fucking force oh, she's to be reckoned fantastic. with. She's she amazing. Did such oh, absolutely. a great job and like from her indifference with her leg over her fucking chair by herself being like fuck off mando to going and saving him twice and then becoming the leader of the mandalorian and fucking having that epic battle like dude the, my favorite scene which is probably unpopular but they started the fight and she was flying and she fucking killed one of the imperials and she fucking did like a little somersault somersault kick and slid underneath the and thing and slid. jumped back up on her thing and then she blocked the fucking shots with her knees and then fucking killed the guy i was like that is the greatest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> like she is so fucking great i think that women should aspire to be her she's fucking 
like politically sound. She brought together two sects of Mandalorians that are fucking sworn enemies. She fucking had a very formidable battle with Moth Gideon, who, by the way, I love Giancarlo Esposito, Gion, however the fuck you say his name. Um, I just, I don't <laughs> care for him as Moth Gideon. I really don't. He doesn't seem menacing enough. I just don't, I don't buy it. I don't know why, but I really fucking don't. He's like a fragile old man. And I say fragile because I love a Christmas story and I'm Italian. Um, so he's like, just because he has all this Beskar on and, and he fucking is just, just a huge badass fucking sword wheel. She has the dark saber and she's young and fit and hot and fucking ready to go. And somehow grandpa Moses over here is able to fucking hold his own even period. He shouldn't even be able to hold his own against Din Djarin. Like, let's be real. <laughs> He had some cybernetic assistance. I think, yeah. you know, you, they, they played some things with the audio in his suit. It made right. it seem oh, like... Oh, because his fucking suit was, was super strong. It's like, bro, yeah, fucking, he, he crushed he, the Darksaber with his hand. He's in some yeah, sort he did. of... Yeah. Suit. Like Robocop. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit like Robocop. And also, a little bit. I don't like the three people in the red that came out in sex garb, like some weird fucking cultist <laughs> sex shit. They're in like latex red trying to fight a baby. I'm like, let's rein it in American Horror Story. Like, that's a lot. It is a lot. I'm going to need you to bring it back. Six fucking decimals. It's the Praetorian he, Guard. The Praetorian Guard, much. yeah. They're in red. It's like, do you remember the first season of American Horror Story, Leatherface, and all the things were like the black leather? Like, it was that, but with a skirt on and i'm like please don't bring that into my mandalorian it's very rapey and i don't like it um so i was glad <laughs> they went after they Grogu went too yeah they did. i know and the poor thing's doing like somersaults and i'm like raper i'm like does anyone not see the pedophiles in the room can we please save the child um oh. but <laughs> Interesting I, symbolism I mean, you picked up there, the child yeah the child no i'm just saying i i did not like that but I did love when he was like levitating the frog at the end and like, you know, he's going to work for the New Republic as a bounty hunter. Like, I'm down for another season. And obviously, Pedro Pascal is coming back because not only did he really what's happening, he's not stopped doing that. Um, he is doubling down and becoming the adopted father of Grogu. But I also like the hallway scene with the with the shields up and down oh, with the R5 yeah. stuff. That was that was a lot of fun. And like the little droids coming after him and hitting him, and then he's battling mm -hmm. it out. That shit was great. It was a fun moment, and it takes when you back a little bit. When he shot that little like... droid, I thought it was the greatest thing ever, and it was like me yeah. and drove away. I was like, yes. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of parallels uh, in this movie, and, and little kind of like Easter eggs and quick shout out to yeah, quick shout out to Ryan Airy of Screen Crush who does a fantastic job. Oh yeah, of breaking down oh, Easter eggs. Oh, you're familiar. Good. Oh, he's great. Oh, what are you going to say? His little assistant <laughs> manager, Doug? Come on. <laughs> um, but, like, I wouldn't have enjoyed that show, uh, you know, to the level that I did without his videos to really kind of – because there's so much history and, like, culture, everything layered in these episodes of – these characters mean this, and here's why this was a, a, a pivotal scene because of how these guys worked out together. Like, for my whole thoughts of the series was, it felt like a lot of the other Mandalorian series where it was a little bit drawn out. It was, the pacing was a real big issue, right? Like, not a lot happened in some of the middle episodes, and then all of a sudden, oh shit, we gotta end this. We gotta figure out how we're dealing with these clones. We gotta figure out how we're dealing with Moff Gideon. 
there's still a lot of strands there that I hope are going to continue into season four. Um, but like overall, I thought it was a, a highly enjoyable season and, and really the season finale, I think everyone was looking for. It was plenty of action. Enough of the story kind of got wrapped up. We had a reset on Din and Grogu kind of going back to what made them enjoyable to watch in the first place. And yeah, I'm excited to see where the show goes on from here. Yeah, it's 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 resetting it up, and now your Grogu is in a better spot too. He's stronger. He's you know he's also being he's trained by him now. He's, Din he's an Grogu. apprentice. Yeah, Din Grogu. Yeah, so I think he communicated with like the a... Mythosaur a little bit at the end too. I think there was a connection with the Mythosaur. Yeah, I think I think there was something there, and it makes me it's wonder. A and foreshadowing. Little foreshadowing. They've been setting that up. Of course, they. I mean, there was not enough time in this season to have the Mythosaur come out and ride it and do all well, that there stuff. There could have and... been enough time in this season, but they chose not to. They yeah, needed well, they a, the whole that Lizzo and Jack Black episode instead. Uh, yeah, was, an entire episode of, <laughs> of obtaining Christopher Lloyd. Like, why are you throwing hey. three drops in one episode? Like, that's insane. Yeah. And then the, the Kane episode, too. The Kane episode, too, with all that old backstory about the cloning. But that's all setting up, you know, setting that seeds for the future. That episode. Honestly, those are my least two favorite episodes, to be, to be yeah. honest. Like, I, I don't know. I was like, why are we doing this for a whole episode? It but they set it like up from the very beginning. Lot. They said we're going back to Mandalore. That was the whole thing. As soon as he found out that the the waters were there, it was all there. You could breathe there. It's like they were setting it up to Kate go back to get everybody yeah, back together, we knew and they that, did that. But you I don't know? know why Jack Black and Lizzo had to be involved, or a lot uh, of people don't know. A lot of people don't know. Droid situation. It's not even like they came and gave them backup when they were fighting for Mandalore. Like, what was that for, honestly? Like, you know why Jack Black was, was there, for? Sabrina? You know why Jack Black was there? Peaches, 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 peaches. Yeah, peaches. Stop it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta throw it out there at least once an episode now. I just have to. No, <laughs> you saw Mario anymore, probably, right, Sean? You saw Mario, right? Not you have not? not oh, yet. you've not yeah, seen Mario. Please, so, Sean. so when you see Mario, you know what I'm talking about. But there's there's okay. a whole there's a whole peaches thing. So sure. Yeah, it's, a whole, it's a whole thing. But yeah, I, I think though, overall though, of course there are those filler episodes, which is unfortunate with eight episodes. You shouldn't have that. You know, the episodes also are like very in how the length are. Some are like, there's like 52 to like, you know, 35, you know what I mean? So I think, I think it should be more of a fixed rate, but if you had an hour episode and there were eight episodes, that's, that's, you know, more content. People wouldn't complain as much. It wouldn't be like, you know, not having 10 or 12 or 24, but never have 24 again. But I still think they had a great story. They, they they actually hit every point they wanted to. They got us back there. Bo-Katan, it was really Bo-Katan season. It was about her getting back mm -hmm. there and getting that dark saber and getting back to leading them, bringing the Mandalorians together, getting back to Mandalore. We got that. Now we have everything set up for the next season and, also, you know, all the big bads coming. Yep. I'm sorry not to interrupt, but I love how the armor was just smashing motherfuckers with their fucking hammer as they were flying through the air. I was like, oh, yeah. oh. like she, like I like three people in a row. I was like, yes. Jetpack like fight was jet good. troop, jetpack troop, and then she's just swinging with a damn hammer. I, she's like, uh, "Fuck you! I don't need, it. I don't need this. I don't need love this. To I'm just gonna it. beat the shit out of you with my hammer." It was fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was so uh, good. A, I honestly so, think that flying sequence. Yeah, that flying sequence is one of the best great. I think they've done. It, it's just like them flying in the whole fight in the air. You haven't seen and something like that, especially into in a the TV ships show. And sliding, yeah. like I mean, just the 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 stunt work was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely. Hey, you no, know, and then some people are upset there were no spies, like I said before. People are upset that it was 
Bo-Katan story, there was the rumor that, that, you know, Pedro was leaving. But, I mean, honestly, he has, like, what does he go? He goes into, a, like, a booth and he does the recording for the voiceover, like, a couple days, a couple hours, maybe. I know, you haven't seen maybe, his face since, like, know? the first or second episode. Like, how hard is it to keep doing this show forever? You know, it's, it's an easy paycheck. You're Mandalorian. Now that they're together, like, the Mandalorians are all together, is he going to take his helmet off now? That's the question. That's not his way. He He's can. not going to take it off. That's He's not, not going to do it, though. That's not the way, Sabrina. But they're, they're together That's now. That's not the so, way. So, like, he could if he wanted to. No, he could, I think it's the more it's the more united people that are more tolerant and respectful of the different sex and what made them different. I think that's but why you saw if they live on Mandalore, he can dump in that water anytime he has to take his helmet. So they're going to go back to bounty hunting. He may have to take his helmet off, and then he can just, just take a little dip in the water, and he'll be like, "And I'm back to this is the way." Like I don't know. I feel like there's a little bit of an open door there, a tiny bit, but, but a little bit. But even when you saw Ragnar's baptism scene, right? Everyone had a helmet on because they were yeah. respecting the fact that that was the tradition, and that's like you know, prime Mandalore tradition, whatever, like everyone did. And then when people were leaving, and didn't have a helmet on. well, they, what are you going to do with those ears? Those ears aren't going to, you need a weird helmet. You're going to make I'm... holes. He's going to wear a helmet. I guarantee you by the okay. end of it. My wife and I, this whole season were like, wouldn't it be so damn cute if Grogu mm-hmm. says at the end of the series, this is the this way. Is the way. Yeah. I, I would have lost my shit. Oh my God. I would have lost my shit. I, I was waiting a lot of people would have. Oh, I yeah. love the fact I... that he was like, no, 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 yeah. no, yeah. no, yeah. no. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta, gotta pay Taika Waititi. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he used the force so shield. That was fun. really fun. Yeah. Taika Waititi. I mean, how is how great is that oh, for yeah. Taika? You know oh. what I mean? How great. <laughs> that reminded how me great. of Groot saving everyone in Guardians of the Galaxy when yeah. he made his like little bubble of, of tree branches and like yeah. cradled everyone Groot. down. That's what it oh, reminded yeah. me of. We are and he, he goes, oh, and he, he, he sits down because he's tired from that. I, know. that was, I was waiting for him to was, pass out, and he just kind of sat. And I was like, oh, he's getting stronger. He didn't pass out. Yeah, he did. <laughs> last time he had, took a nap on the rock for a really yeah, long yeah. time. Give him a space <laughs> macaroon or something, and he can go take care of the rest of the Praetorian Guards. Totally. Yeah. And Axe Wolves, <laughs> too. Like, I thought maybe he was going to be I thought he was gonna be a spy, maybe, too, and he's flying up to the sky. But he actually just crashes that down. And, like, as a, bo- like a boss, he shoots the window out and flies out, and he saves himself, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like I was like, boss. oh, man, this guy's going down with the ship. Oh, no, he just really no. easily shoots <laughs> the like, window and says, I'm freaking out of here. Done my I'm job. Out. Yeah, <laughs> but, but you do raise a very good question: Is Moth Gideon actually dead? And I really, I really hoped for a more final death for him because I'm sick of him looming about. I've had enough, and I don't want them to bring I, it back again because we've already done it twice. I think he will be dead because I think that there I were enough so. things opened up with this whole Imperial Imperial Shadow Council that he had the meeting with. There's enough there, I think, to kind of replace the big bad. As Brian mentioned, Thrawn's and coming back. Else, we know yeah. it. He's yeah. been, yeah, he's been, he's been teased so far in the Ahsoka trailers. Like, I, I think that he's going to be replaced by someone. So, I think Moff Gideon's story is is has been told, has been done. Oh, I think now we get to see who else is out there and who else uh, will be the big bad, kind of toying with the New Republic. And I hope, really, like as as Mando said, we have to end this now, or it'll never end. And I think that was meant to be too. Like he's done. I hope. I hope so. I'm always yeah. like skeptical, but I hope so. I hope because I think that's just, I mean, the fire and he, he puts the arms up. It's like, come on, that makes sense. Like that's, that's it. That's it for him. Yeah. We'll see. John Carlo, John Carlo out. And then, yep. Out. It was been fun guys. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah. You know? see ya.
<laughs> Anyways, and it's been fun here tonight, different. everybody. Thank you for being here tonight on Cruise Control. We got to go. We're at that point of the night. Thank you so much, Sean, for being here again. Love having you here. Number three, yeah. hopefully I have you back for four pretty soon. So love chatting. <laughs> Sabrina, thank, thank you, you for being here. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of yeah, course. thank you for taking time. Nice to meet you, Sean. Yeah, nice to meet you, Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina, thank you for being bye, here GR. too. Appreciate you as always. And by GR in the chat. Absolutely. Everybody out there, thank you for watching Cruise Control. Please like and subscribe. Join our Patreon if you can. Please tell everybody you know. We're at like 222 subscribers now. We keep going up every day. Come on, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your uncle, tell your aunt, tell your grandma, tell your chinchilla, tell your little squirrel, tell your dogs, tell your cats, tell your pet rat, tell your pet squirrel. I don't, I don't know, everybody. Tell everybody to watch Cruise Control. Tell everybody because <laughs> we want everybody to keep watching. So we're going to keep being here regardless, but keep it going, keep the momentum, and thank you for watching tonight. And as always, everybody, We'll see you next time. Take care. See ya.